وترى الشمس Here in Kampala, this madrasa for girls was founded by Prince Badru Kakungulu in 1954. At the time, the prince felt that the Muslim girl needed a good education founded on Muslim beliefs and saw that she could resist attempts to convert her to Christianity. That mission of an Islamic education continues today. I walked to meet the head of Quran lessons known as Shekat. Outside the staff room, I meet female students who are moving around the school compound. The secondary school girls are dressed in uniforms ranging from purple to lime green. The girls at the higher level are dressed in white, short-sleeved blouses and light blue skirts of knee length. Even though it is a Muslim school, the girls do not cover their heads and maintain two inches length of hair. Full body covering is only worn by the girls while performing the five obligatory prayers of the day. Shekhar Jawhara Nachiboneka is the head of the Quran lessons. She is convinced Quran lessons nurture the girls spiritually. They give them discipline and also make them yearn to do more for the sake of Allah. I ask her. You've become a very respectable woman. But I'm also wondering, how has it benefited you apart from the spiritual way? First of all, I'm exceptional. I'm the only lady like this big institution who can speak Arabic and I'm the only teacher who teaches Arabic. There are these people who think people who go through madrasas are just being indoctrinated to be extremists. They're ignorant because in madrasas, Quran teaches us good morals. Students learn their good morals either early in the morning or after 7 p.m. after the secular curriculum ends. They are taught how to read the Quran. They are taught to write recite, memorize, and to do tafsir or translation. Students also learn the sayings and practices of the Holy Prophet and the oneness of Allah. On a Friday at exactly 1 p.m., the call for prayer is made at Nabisunsa Girls High. Now, the girls dress in long black prayer hibayas. The school sheikh in his sermon advocated respecting the rights of women. You treat your women well and be kind to them. But he does caution that it won't work unless respect is mutual. 17-year-old Aisha Mutoni, a student of Smaya Girls School in Wakiso District, Uganda, speaks to me about the good she has gotten from these Quran lessons. I've benefited how to behave in the society, how to treat different people, even if a person is a Muslim or he's not or she's not. And in the Quran, they always teach us that we girls, we have to respect ourselves and dress nicely in our hijabs. In Uganda, the number of these madrasas isn't huge and there's really no fear here of religious extremism. Perhaps, says one official, because Uganda is multi-ethnic and multi-religious, and this discourages this kind of extremism. Another reason is that perhaps the madrasas here had a disorganized beginning. Analyst Sheikh Hamid Vyamgenzi of the Islamic University in Uganda says they were established by Arab traders from countries such as Yemen, Oman, South Sudan and Egypt. As a result, these madrasas lack a uniform accredited national curriculum. In addition to that, the facilities there are bad. No good toilets. The available toilets are very dirty. <laughs> Can you imagine? The teachers themselves 
sometimes share toilets with children. Though it was pretty easy to go to a madrasa for girls and talk to the students and teachers in Uganda, this was not the case when I traveled to Kenya. I tried to visit the Nairobi Muslim Academy in South Sea and Mahadi Girls Training Institute in Pangani. The manager of the school angrily denied my entrance. He claimed that his school had suffered security raids by the military back in June. He also said he himself was stopped by Kenyan military five times along different roadblocks on suspicions that he could be a terrorist. That one I'm not aware that the government is targeting any madrasa. And for your information, the government respects madrasas. Mohamed Mujuma Munyipembe is the director of Quality Assurance and Standards in Kenya's Ministry of Education. He oversees the all-round performance and curriculum of all of Kenya's schools. He said he knew nothing about these raids. But of course, if you are doing things which are unusual, you'll be followed. My children are going to madrasa. I've never heard of that. The vice chairman of the Supreme Council of Kenya Muslims is Sheikh Kamana Abdallah. He runs the umbrella body of all mosques and madrasas in Kenya. I asked him about the fear that surrounds madrasa education. When you talk about Islamic education, yeah, yeah. for some people, they think, oh, my child is going to be taught extremism. I quite agree with you, Halima. Yeah. That was the issue. And it wasn't there before. It only came up after the bombing of the Twin Tower, when Bush started this issue about the terrorism and fighting them. In Kenya's local media recently, Sheikh Abdelatif Abdul Karim was quoted as saying that failure by the government to have a unified Islamic madrasa studies curriculum has left opportunities open for extremist clerics to exploit and radicalize youths. Sheikh Abdul Karim is executive board member with Al Muntanda Al Islami Trust in Nairobi. So he was pleased when this past February, Kenya's Ministry of Education piloted new curriculum in 50 schools in three major cities. He said it would help as one way to streamline Islamic studies and to deal with Islamic extremism. For America Abroad, I am Halima Athmani in Kampala, Uganda.